So, uh, we're back. David's schedule hasn't allowed him to join us for um, a few episodes. Um, in fact, we'll probably be doing the rest of the Cryptid series, um, just Amy and myself. Amy is here with me. Hello. You, you people with video uh, can see that, but uh, um, if not, you had no clue until just then. <laughs> so anyway, we're back uh, with our Cryptid series. And, um, we, uh, we're doing, uh, Hatman, I think. Yeah, we're doing Hatman. <laughs> Hatman. Just so happened to have a prop handy. Yes. Well done. So, so if you've ever heard of Hatman, um, he's creepy. <laughs> Extra creepy. So he, he falls, for, for me, but prior to, to us starting this, and, Amy and I really talking about some of the less common cryptids. Uh, Hatman kind of, I just kind of pushed him under like the serial killer slash potential serial killer urban legend uh, category. But um, after kind of looking into him, it, I mean, yeah, I could see him being being encrypted. I think your exact words when I brought him up was, "Who's Hatman?" Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I had no clue. No idea. Never Which is fine, because a lot of people don't, but at the same time, there's a lot of people that have had a lot of really weird experiences with him. Right. And I haven't seen him myself, but I've had an experience. Yeah, oh my goodness, he's terrifying. But I've had an experience that parallels a lot to Hatman sightings or experiences. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it kind of clung to me when I first heard about him, because I was like, oh, crap, uh, that could be the guy. But uh, we should start with telling the story of Hatman for people who don't know who or what he is. Okay. He's super fun, though. Fun, right. creepy, fun. <laughs> so so essentially, like, you... you, you so, pe- so people have reported, like, waking up, and like they just see this kind of shadowy figure, yeah. Yeah, they see like, like this kind of got like six, seven foot tall, really broad-shouldered, shadowy man, and he doesn't have a lot of features to him. You know, usually when you wake up, it's you know in the middle of the night and it's dark, or maybe it's like just getting light out and it's kind of dark-ish, and you can't really see any big features. You know, when you first wake up, you don't look at your surroundings super close. But he always has, like, a well-dressed, sometimes a suit, sometimes a cloak or something. And he always has some sort of wide-brimmed hat on. I've heard everything from top hats, bowler hats, um, cowboy hats. Right. It's kind of different, but it's always a wide-brimmed hat. Ten, ten-gallon hats. Ten-gallon hats, <laughs> sure, yeah. But um, <laughs> Texans out there. He's not really usually doing anything, per se. <laughs> Right, he's just chilling. Um, he's just either, some say he's standing on the other side of the room in the doorway. Some say he's standing in the closet doorway. He's at the foot of the bed. There have been some rare occasions where people will claim that he's standing or like he's standing on their chest or he's straddling them. Mm-hmm. Like always their chest though, like he's right here. I don't know, it's really creepy. He doesn't physically do anything to them. People will claim that they have sleep paralysis, but as soon as he's gone, that sensation's gone as well. Which, if you haven't experienced sleep paralysis, it's really terrifying. You wake up and you can't move. Like, your brain's awake, but your body's not awake. It's really terrifying because you feel like you're not in control. 
you're stuck. You can't do anything. And sleep paralysis, I will say it's often accompanied by uh, people seeing um, different things. Not always Hatman, but like I've um, I've talked to another couple of people who said that they have had sleep paralysis and it was like accompanied by like vivid uh, visions or something. Yeah. But you know, it's it's the th- the thing about Hatman is that he's so widespread. Like yes. like the experience of sleep paralysis is not unique to just a handful of people. But you would expect, like, if people were going to have hallucinations, that people would have wildly different hallucinations. Right. Yeah. Like, like we wouldn't be talking about, you know, hundreds of people who've seen Hatman. We'd be talking about, like, you know, eh, people who, like, five people who've seen Dogman. Yeah. <laughs> and five no, people who've no. seen... It's like, if you see Bigfoot out in the woods, maybe you're judging a height difference. But if you see somebody in a room that you sleep in every night, you know the height of that doorway. You right. know... It's always the same height, mm-hmm. always the same hat type. Right. And they will also say he has glowing red eyes. Mm-hmm. That's pretty specific. That is very specific. Um, it's just really creepy how these people in so many countries, hundreds of countries around the world, are saying they see this guy. Mm-hmm. This specific guy. Right. So there's theories that he could be like a shadow person. Mm-hmm. Um, oh dear, there's a cat <sighs> again. My arch nemesis. <laughs> she just Shoe. wants to be on the table. <laughs> that, oh, you she, people out in TV land, that was a special treat. And y'all probably all also heard her meow. Yep. At any um, rate, um, yeah, across like multiple countries, like so it's not like it's not just one culture, like no, it's multiple cultures, people who have all different kinds of religions. It's really interesting. Yeah. But a theory is that he could be a shadow person. Mm-hmm. Which shadow people are, you know, that dark shadow you see in the corner of your eye. It's really creepy, but they don't do much. They just kind of hang out. Mm-hmm. The hat man is said to sometimes arrive in your bedroom with a group of shadow people. And Groupies. these people who get the sleep paralysis with him there will say that the shadow people will under his command, beat them up. And then when they finally wake up or when they finally, like the hat man leaves and they're able to move again, mm-hmm. they'll have these bruises and scratches on them right. that weren't there before. Sometimes they say that the shadow people try to choke them and they can't do anything about it. Hmm. It's really weird and terrifying. Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not I'm not about that life. <laughs> it's different than a lot of the other things where this kind of instead of being just another shadow guy, he kind of feels like his own entity. Right. And he'll enter a house, so he won't just go through walls like a ghost. He'll either come through a window or a door. Um, right. People He's who say a bit more corporeal than than usual shadows. Yeah, like they'll see him enter or leave through a doorway. Right. Which. That's the idea of having a stranger in your house without your knowledge is terrifying. Right. That it makes you feel unsafe and uncomfortable in a spot that's supposed to be safe and comfortable. Right. This hat is too big for my head. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. It's um, a little too big for mine. Um, And that was when I had hair. Yeah, this is your hat. It is my hat. I'm wearing Um, a cowboy hat for people who cannot see us. Ah, yes. Uh, Forgive us. (laughs) I should have um, said that sooner. We should have. 
I mean, it's a hat. It's a hat. But yeah, it's, it very much reminded me whenever I started like like talking to you about it. It immediately kind of reminded me of um, the episode of Doctor, of Doctor Who where they were seeing like these sort of blurry figures all across London at the, like a certain time every day. Oh yeah. And it turned out to be like Cybermen from like the other dimension or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, trying to cross over, and there I go again being real loud. <laughs> but no, like you know, they, who knows? I mean, nobody, obviously, nobody knows what shadow people are or what Hatman really is. I mean, it, I, there's all a bunch of different theories. Yeah, but I mean, everything he seems from, to be different, but he's interacting with them, right? So, what kind of entity is he really? Yep. Like on the and like why on is the he everywhere. Yeah, like, like, is he is he on the ethereal plane and then interacting with like the shadow fell or <laughs> like, like, what's this guy's deal? And it's it's really cool though, going back to having so many different people kind of experience the same thing. There's um, it's been a little while, so I don't since I've looked into it, so I don't know what you know new developments have arisen from the idea of the collective unconscious. Right. Um, but like, it, if you don't know, it's 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 the it's the idea that ha- like which of you you have a psychology background, so I'm sure you you've heard of it. But um, it's the idea that that it's sort of like genetic memory, like like how different animals have instincts to travel to certain mating grounds or right, whatever. Like birds though, go south and fly north depending on the season. Right, yeah. and salmon were like like they swim upstream for no reason other than that's they feel that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, um, humans have. The theory is humans have a lot of these same things, and that some of them uh, get very specific. The uh, so sometimes it kind of makes me wonder if if you know Hatman is something that's built into humanity's unconscious as a whole. Maybe like, was there something like a long time ago where there was this crazy guy in a top hat, and I don't know, he was after humanity, and now it's stuck in our conscious that we have to be aware of the Hatman. Yeah, um, or or be, Maybe I mean, it's the idea of the boogeyman, right? Yeah, I mean, Is basically. He, humans have always been afraid of the boogeyman. Yeah. Maybe he's our boogeyman. I mean, could be. You know, there's... And this is this is one of those that that I just like I I really didn't I didn't I didn't know anything about and I still don't know a ton about but he it's like I said it's been really cool to 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 find out um, and I like I said I would have put him more into like the um, the folklore slash um, well he almost feels more paranormal go yeah I was gonna say yeah, ghost, ghosty sort um, of thing section of of things but. Especially once you know, I kind of made the, the 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 Doctor Who connection. I was like, you know what? There, there, there. I do feel like there could be an argument um, for an extra dimensional entity of some kind. Could be. Um, I mean, there's stranger stories out there, honestly. Yeah, and not all of them are even creepy pastas. <laughs> no offense if you like creepy pastas. Uh, so, some of them probably. I I kind of had this chip on my shoulder against creepy pastas ever since Slenderman. It's like The but, Rake. The Rake is another one. He's super fun. I'm not familiar with that one. You haven't seen The Rake? No. We will educate you later. Getting educated, guys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, but for now, for Hat Man, that one's just... I have a story. Do you want right? to hear my personal yeah. story about what may have been Hat Man? Okay. I can't yeah. prove it because I didn't see him. 
Well, in I, my defense, I didn't turn around. So. <laughs> don't Scooby Doo! Don't tell me. Yeah, There's something really scary behind me. If you don't turn me, around, there? surely it'll go away, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Anyways, Shaggy hasn't tried that, that yet. Seemed to be what happened in my case. So when I was a kid, and later this is kind of cooperated because my sister has told me that she thought the house was somehow haunted or something weird was going on in that house. Right. So we used to live in this really nice house. It was a two-story house. My bedroom was on the second floor. I had a window out the to the backyard. And my bed faced where I could either roll over and face the window or I could roll over and face the door. So one Saturday morning, I'm laying in bed and I wake up. And I'm just kind of laying there. But I woke up because I felt what I thought was my dad sit on my bed. And, you know, you get that feeling, you know, your parents will come in and like sit on your bed or you'll have a sibling come in, like jump on your bed and you feel the pressure, but you don't necessarily feel them like bump up against you. Right, right. And my dad is a larger guy. So he came in, he, I thought he come in and sat on my bed. He never did that. But I know it was him because I felt the bed in, you know, that impression in the bed. Mm-hmm. Where, like, my whole body kind of shifted with the impression. Right. And I was like, oh, if he's in here to bother me this early in the morning, he must be, like, maybe I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. What happened? What What's going on? Or maybe there's something important he needs to tell me. He'll wake me up here in a second. He never did anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. It was just still and silent, but I could still feel that impression in the mattress. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I got this fear. I mm-hmm. was like, Oh my, whatever I do, I can't roll over. If I roll over, something bad is going to happen. Right. So I just stayed there. Didn't move. Didn't do anything. I don't know if I fell back asleep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It must've been at least 15, 20 minutes. I just laid there like that completely still, completely afraid to move. Mm-hmm. And I eventually was like, okay, I have to roll over. I have to get up out of bed eventually. So I rolled toward the door. I do not, you know this, I don't sleep with my door open. Oh, no, yeah, no. Never. Um, I just have a thing it's, about it. It's not a rule. It's a law. <laughs> it comes from having little siblings. You know, they'll wander into your room while you're sleeping, and it's just annoying. They'll take your Game Boy, and they'll release yeah. all the Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bad times. So I you know, always sleep with my door closed. My door was wide open. And I asked my sisters, nobody had opened my door. They were actually really confused why my door was open. But whoever was on my bed was gone. Nobody Mm -hmm. was there. And I just got up. I walked downstairs. Hey, was anybody in my room this morning? No, no. We just thought you were sleeping in. Just didn't even nothing, nothing at all. And I'm like, well, what is it a ghost? Why is a ghost just sitting on my bed? Like, that's really creepy in the first right. place for a person to do that, let alone a ghost. No idea. But what if I had turned around and it had been the hat man sitting there staring at me? Because that's all he does. He just right. stares. That would have been, been freaky. That's terrifying. Yeah. No. Um, Could have been anything else as well, but, like, what if it had been the hat man? Yeah. I would have had that experience. It's awful. <laughs> right. And, you know... I think I think part of what makes to me what makes Hatman so spooky is that he is kind of a shadow. Mm-hmm. Like like it's much easier to feel like like it's much easier to feel like you can handle a, a situation with a quote unquote substantial like a physical yeah like yeah. like can you punch Hatman? Nobody knows. 
nobody's ever been able to try. Right. Yeah. Like, like, you know, it's, I don't know. Like, and I, I, I can't claim to have had any sort of personal encounter uh, with any of that. Um, as far as like definitively Hatman or is something that could have been Hatman. Um, I do have a pretty vivid memory of seeing a shadow move outside um, our bedroom window when I was like, I don't know, three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, we lived in very a very rural area. There were trees right outside the window. Like, who knows? Right. I mean, yeah. we even we even have. Well, when you're a kid, like yeah. the size difference, if you think about it, you know, you go anywhere as an adult that you were at as a kid. Mm-hmm. You're like, why does everything seem so different? Like everything seems smaller now yeah. than it used to. Everything mm-hmm. was so large when I was a kid. Yeah, my great yeah my great grandmother had these these hula hoops that I used to play with, and um, I did I don't they got put away or something. I didn't you know I didn't see them for like a year or whatever. And we got him back out. We found him again. And I was like, these used to be bigger. And mom was like, no, no, you, you grew. You grew up. And I was, <laughs> A, I was devastated because I was, that was like one of my big things as a kid. I didn't want to grow up. And B, <laughs> uh, like that was the first time I, and I was probably six uh, or more. That was the first time I really had any concept of my size changing my like how I saw the scale of things right yeah um so definitely as a as, as a, a real young and you don't you don't really have that um that size scaling which and I've, I've also never experienced sleep paralysis to say you know from experience what effect that has on your perception so I imagine that's just that's kind of spooky yeah I've never experienced it myself either um I've definitely talked to some people who have and they say it's one of the most terrifying experiences of their life right um I have recently uh read a study where they've done a lot of you know testing with the brain during sleep during Mm -hmm. sleep paralysis and then during uh, you know, when you're awake and what they've said is there is actually, oh, there is There's a fuzzy lying around the room. Thanks to the dog. <sighs> That's what you get for having dogs. It's okay. So there's this study that says when you're asleep, your brain has a mechanism mm-hmm. that turns off your movement. Mm-hmm. So when you're dreaming, you know, some people will move or talk or they're in their sleep, but there's actually a mechanism Me? that yeah, <laughs> you talk in your sleep sometimes. There's a mechanism that keeps you from reacting physically in your dreams Mm -hmm. and that's just to keep you and everyone around you safe right because you don't need to you know sleepwalking can be extremely dangerous people who sleepwalk don't necessarily have this mechanism right or it doesn't work appropriately due to different chemicals in their brain you know if they eat something funny maybe they'll start sleepwalking they haven't quite figured out the perfect connection for that but they know that that mechanism is there so the idea is that when you get sleep paralysis, you wake up, mm-hmm. but your body and your brain aren't communicating correctly. Your brain has not yet told your body that you're awake. Right. So your body is actually turned off and your brain is just really slow at reacting to that, making it so that any movements that you're telling your body to do, it's like, oh no, we're turned off right now. We can't do that. That's terrifying though if you don't know what's happening. Right. It's just... But the fact that they figured that that mechanism is actually there is a huge step to figuring out how to, I guess, cure sleep paralysis or mm. at least get rid of that. To tr- treat the underlying yeah, causes. Yeah, treat that cause. 
which is wonderful because that affects people in so many different ways. Right. And, uh, which, and, and that's, and it's not necessarily, necessarily cryptid related, but like waking up and not being able to move is one of the classic spoop time tropes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think that's, and that's kind of what really sold me on Hatman as, as a topic for, for this series is, is the fact that he kind of combines so many different classic aspects of what creates a, a you know, a, a spooky creature. Yeah. Um, well, there's a famous photo online of Hatman. The story goes, Google it. yeah, Google it. Um, I don't remember her name cause I'm really bad at that kind of stuff, but there is a What's woman, <laughs> there's a woman online who woke up and she thought she saw somebody in her room. Right. So the first thing she did was grabbed her phone, took a picture and then she realized, Oh, wait, there's nobody here. She just put her phone down and went back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, later she was going through her photos, you know, probably just checking to see if there's anything she needed to delete. Right. And she found that picture, and lo and behold, there was Hatman standing there in the doorway with his top hat and everything, hmm. or his wide-brimmed hat or whatever he had on. Right. But it's a really creepy photo, and hmm. she had no idea. Like, there was nothing else in her house that could be associated with a human figure in a hat, all black, just standing in the doorway. Hmm. So there is like some evidence out and there's a couple different pictures like that. That story just happens to be the most popular one in the best photo evidence we can find. Right. And that's, and that's, you know, that's, that's one of those things. Once again, I definitely had this file that's paranormal, um, or maybe psycho, you know, you know, psychological, but, um, uh, you know, having real material evidence, uh, it makes a difference. Yeah, that that that, that shifts things entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, you can take like there like there are plenty of people out there who've taken pictures of things that appear to be ghosts. Um, that still doesn't make them what I would call necessarily a cryptid, but no, cryptids and ghosts are definitely two different categories. Um, but this is one where you're like, which category should it be? In? Yeah, like, yeah, which this category. Is... This guy definitely... Do we place this one? Guy. Could be a shadow gal. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people say they get a very masculine vibe off of him. Well, I mean, that tracks. He just seems... He's very masculine, but he's also very controlling, which Mm -hmm. a lot of people say those go together. Right. And sometimes they do, but sometimes they don't. That's fair. But they get a very controlling masculine vibe off of this guy. That's fair. I mean, he does seem to control the... Uh, other shadow people sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's... Um, and I don't think anybody's ever heard him talk or gotten it recorded in any way. There was a girl that fell asleep with her son in their mm-hmm. house, and she just had her phone recording. Just, you know, sometimes they'll have their phone recording to see if they sleep talk or something or right. if the baby cries or something. And she actually heard herself talking to a masculine voice hmm. on her recording and she listened back to it and she was like, who the heck am I talking to? Right. And she said, what are you doing? And I think his response was nothing. Go back to sleep. Well, how about that? And I'm like, so either somebody broke into your house or you're talking to someone that's just, I mean, either way, somebody, something was in her house with her. Right. And she was too tired. Yeah. You know. Or I mean maybe maybe he just does have those powers of suggestion. Like Could be. Maybe that's maybe that's why you can't bloody move. He said <laughs> lay the lay still. Yeah, lay down, don't move. Stay. 
even more terrifying, though, that he would be able to tell you to do something. Mind spooky powers. Yeah. I mean... I'm not into that, either. <laughs> no. You gotta you gotta make your wisdom safe on that. But, oh, Hatman, guys, if you're not familiar, check him out. He is, uh, he's prime spook season material. We'll be back tomorrow, uh, with another exciting episode. Um, super fun spookage. Oh, yes. Super fun spookage. Yeah. Once again, um, I'm Billy. This is Amy. Uh, this has been Geek for Sil. That's Ash. He's a butt. <laughs> Come here, buddy. Until next time, guys. Peace.